Sofia Fyodorovna Semyonova with her big dumb face. <laughs> the longest Sofia sequence. Uh, when are all chairs bolted to the We're not told, told that. that. Yeah, we do. We're not told that. It is written. It is written. <laughs> Happy holidays. Hey. Get off your phone. I can hear it. I can hear it clicking. <laughs> You, you, uh, I wasn't even on it. I'm, I wasn't I'm, even on. Anytime it. I'm editing, I just see, I see you doing this, and I don't notice it when we're recording Bond episodes. But then later, I see you're like this, and I'm like, he's not even listening. <laughs> and I just want to put a black overlay over you. I'm just like uh, well, every time. It's like it's, it's like the time that Johnny was eating. Going. Remember, I, I uh, yeah. Goldfinger. Johnny was eating the whole time, and I'm like, "Well, he wouldn't even I called him. I was like, "Why were you eating the, the whole episode?" He's like, "Dude, he I didn't even finish watching the movie." He was like watching the movie as we were talking <laughs> about was. the movie. Yeah. He was like, "I got to watch Goldfinger." Like, oh, I'm watching it right now. I've got it yeah. on times two. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then later, I'm like, dude. "I'm like Johnny." Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not like we nixed him or anything. Johnny's just that busy because he's he's constantly he's a doctor. He's, he's saving yeah, lives. He's yeah, he's saving lives. Doing and the then Lord's we're like, work. can you watch all the Bond movies and then talk about them? Anyway, uh, oh, we're both wearing sweaters. I I found. I was like, let's wear a sweater today. I didn't yeah. wear a Christmas sweater. I just found something that was kind of brown and felt like the seventies. Yeah. Well, and, and also. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, shamelessly chug whiskey the whole time because that's all they did in this movie. So um, you you got the wrong you got the you got to get the right brands, right? So I know, but I I mean it's the brands, I, but that's the brands. Okay, that's cool. I mean, look, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Look how well this fits with my the aesthetic. You look you look like you feel like you should be in the movie. Like yeah. I just want to live in this movie. I just want to tell you that. I, I want to live in there. I agree. I want to live in this movie. I had so many feeling like, feels, namely nostalgia. I, I like here. We've talked about Bond movies, and I remember Nans would bring up nostalgia, and I was like, "F nostalgia! I don't care about nostalgia. I have no nostalgia for Bond. Yeah. I don't care." And yeah. uh, this movie, almost immediately, I'm just like, "Oh, that feeling of like." <laughs> if, for anybody who doesn't know, like that, this takes place movies. between Christmas and New Year's, and a little after. It's just the holidays yes. after school. And before school starts up again and for second semester and like that's always been my favorite time of year. So immediately I just got hit with like, oh, God, the feely feels. And this takes place 20 years before you and I were born. So uh, but all the same, I was just like, remember that? And then it's one of those movies with no cell phone. Like nowadays, if you want to make a good movie, you have to make it in the past before cell phones existed, because cell phones just made all storytelling suck. Not only do you have to then you have the story like right. people doing them putting text on screen and all that new age crap but also uh you know with this movie he would just keep calling his parents and come pick me up and it just everything's uh, it'd be a very different movie the backside of society is what i'm getting at it'd be a very different movie anyway yeah. let's 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 go into your review yeah yeah, yeah. boom um okay already kind of hinted at uh liking this so anyway the holdovers is what they call an instant classic it's what people are talking about when they say they don't make them like they used to 
It's one of those snapshot of life, full range of emotion type of movies that keeps you hooked from beginning to end because the story flows as naturally as a stream as opposed to the artificial canal of formulaic story structure. It's nostalgic without being forceful. It's hilarious in a subtle, very down-to-earth way. And it's never more melancholic or dramatic than it needs to be. It's everything that Wes Anderson movies used to be before he left reality for his quirkily filmed stage plays. Instead, this movie reads like a classic American novel with a limited cast and setting, and by the end, you fully understand and therefore love each character because they are real people trapped in the tragic shortcomings of real life where the losers lose while watching the winners win and making the best of it regardless. Therefore, it's not triumphant. It's not even particularly heartfelt or inspiring. Hardly anything changes from beginning to end other than a greater understanding and connection between a small group of disparate people. And to that end, it is beautiful. Now let's cry. Ah! <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not untriumphant, but it's an I would say I would call this movie just subtle all across the board. Like it, it is so yeah. it is so subtle. Like and I it's and not I think, it's not it's not like a, uh what's the movie? What's the movie with uh 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 where uh the genie Jesus uh genie the genie uh, for some Shazam? reason Aladdin yeah the greatest uh like, Aladdin. Yeah, no, no, not a lot. Who played the genie? Why is his name escaping me? Robin Williams. When Robin, uh, what was the movie where Robin? Good Will uh, Hunting. Society. Dead Poets Society. Oh, Dead, Dead Poets Society. Society okay. is triumphant. Everybody get up on your desk, and we're all gonna right, learn, right, right, right. carry each other through the yard. This isn't that movie. This movie no. is when all of those guys go home for the holidays, and all the losers have to stay behind with the with not even the fun teacher, not Robin Williams, but with like the teacher everybody hates. That's where this is. This is the story for the uh, not the winners. And I mean, I don't want to call them losers, but just like I don't the think normal they... people, right? The normal people who are forced into an uh, uh, an ishy situation. And right. for anybody who's ever been on a work trip or just stuck somewhere for a few days, you know that feeling of like at first you're like, God, none of us want to be here, but we're kind of forced together, and then eventually over time you, you start to form those bonds and then we're with them as the audience. And so we start to form those bonds. And then as, as things go, the more you start to understand people, a little love follows because love is understanding. And that's where that's like the classic formula of a movie like this is that like, you're like, God, this guy's weird. And that kid's a punk. And this, right. this, this woman is like quiet, but then slowly but subtly it just wins you over so it's just like a it's a it's just that level of instant classic because for me it's one of those where i'm like i might watch this every holiday season it, now i've seen it twice now so like i yeah. thought we were gonna watch this one and then we didn't because we did talk to me instead and then i was like i need to watch it again yeah. uh so i took my i took this was the for me this was like the perfect movie to take my parents so i took my parents and i took my uncle and like for me my dad graduated like I think he graduated in, like 70 or 71 from high school. So this was mm -hmm. like roughly around the same time that he would have been going into college, leaving high school. So it's like it probably was a little nostalgic for him as well, because he would be yeah. like, yeah, this is exactly kind of how things looked and felt at that same time period. Uh, and like even like that was the other thing that this movie reminded me of is every like story my dad had told me about, like going to college 
in the seventies. And I'm like, yeah, this is what like watching this movie feels like what he describes to me and what he's shown me in like yearbook pictures and stuff like that. Um, but without further ado, let me get, let's get into kind of the behind the scenes of this movie. Just getting a little nostalgic here. We got, we got the change the, change the font here. That's the, well, and obviously, you know, when the movie starts, they used all um, everything that opened the movie was of the time. It was of 1970. Right. So I'll talk a like little the, bit about that. Reading, too. Even how they lay out the credits where the credits end with like the MPAA trademark logo and all that stuff. Only old movies did that before they realized that it's kind of ugly. Let's put that at the end of the credits at the very end. Right. Right. Everybody's right. left the theater, but here they put that all at the outset. And then the whole movie has that. Uh, uh, it looks like yeah, it was shot I on think film. It's yeah, it wasn't shot on. It was not shot on. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, I, I wish I was editing this right now because I could kind of mimic the style. You know, you could put like right. the, the specific LUT on it with like the um, faded kind of film slightly look. With the, look. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then throw in film grain and all that. Uh, and it just, it like, that's where you're just like, God, we really did peak. We already peaked as a, as a society. <laughs> we already peaked. So, uh, yeah. Check out our merch this Christmas. Yay. It's something. And I tie in Christmas or Hanukkah, you know, if you want, you know, or holidays, whatever, but yeah, you know, merch, you know, sit on it, but you can't sit on with it. You. Everybody it. selling like hot eggs. Everybody wants one. Everyone wants kids. the shirt. And they want to put them by their bond posters and people walk by and like, why is that? Yeah. What why? is that? Why would you and buy then, that? Why would you waste? It's a great so conversation. It's that. a great conversation starter. I'm pretty sure you'll pick up women with it as well. At a holiday party. Dude, we should make a, a Christmas sweater out of that design. Oh, can and we then, get, can we do that? Yeah. We'll have to do that. Uh, lickety, lickety split. I wish though. Let's I wish figure, it was like this. Let's kind figure of like, something out. You know? Yeah. Let's figure something this. out, man. Yeah. The, we'll, the we'll Christmas sweater said, "Yeah, so let's mm -hmm. talk about the hold." Oh, I normally put like who directed and wrote it, but yeah, holdovers, uh, directed by Alexander Payne and written by David Hemmingson. Uh, let's talk about this movie. So I just kind of this is going to be real brief, like as far as what we're. I'm not. I don't have a 50 slides for this movie because we're cool. we're going to kind of get down to the nitty gritty. It's very very brief. So Alexander Payne who is best known for the satirical dramas, most notably Sideways from 2004 and The Descendants in 2011. Both were, or 2011, both were uh, nominated and both won Best Adapted Screenplay. He had an idea for making a movie about a teacher watching students over Christmas break after seeing the film uh, from 1935. It's a French comedy called Merlesules. I don't know how to, I didn't take French. Merlesules. Yeah, I didn't take French. Is that is that exactly how you say it? Yeah. Just try to yeah. say it, but don't actually just vomit. Like, pronounce any. Just, yeah, yeah. just combine it all into a couple vowels, and that's French. Oh, like Joey from Friends. Okay, French it up. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he said he never got around to writing the idea, so he had this idea. But then, subsequently, he was handed a TV pilot by writer David Hemmingson, whose pilot was just that. It was kind of the same idea. Then they decided to develop that into a movie. This would be Hemmingson's first feature film. So he had written a bunch for television, mostly Just Shoot Me. He did Just Shoot Me. Like, I looked at his credits stacked, like so many different television shows over the years. Uh, but most notably, he did Just Shoot Me. He did uh, Don't Talk to the Bee in Apartment 23. He did a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so then they ended up writing and making this movie. 
the movie was filmed in Massachusetts, all on location, which is kind of rare. A lot of times you'll do a movie like this and sometimes they'll have to build a set someplace because for whatever reason, I, I, I was watching an uh, interview with Alexander Payne. He was talking about sometimes you have to build a bathroom or a bedroom because cameras and things won't fit. But he's like this movie, we never built a single set. Wow. Uh, so the whole thing's shot on location everywhere. Payne said he always wanted to make a 70s film that he remembered in his youth. Um, and we just and you were just mentioning like all the graphics and stuff. They got a graphics designer to even create logos for Miramax and for, for uh, focus features, which weren't around in the 70s. So they kind of made a slightly period accurate yeah, what would it have been, um, yeah. logo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and this is basically what that is. It's just very just, 70s looking movie. I love stuff. Like I that. love that. Yeah. And I and I kind of after watching this, I'm like, I've seen The Descendants. I don't think I appreciated it at the time, but I I want to go back and watch Sideways. I, I know a lot of people, especially screenwriters, talk about Sideways being like this classic that you kind of have to watch because of how well it, how well written it is. Didn't he do and it in Nebraska kinda, as well? He did in Nebraska. Yeah, like a lot of his movies yeah. are really well like that. Yeah, I feel like they're again they're all very subtle. They're not these big. Yeah. There's not big blockbuster dramas. They don't do anything crazy, but they're really really well written and really well acted. That's why I brought Wes Anderson into it because when you mm-hmm. watch things like Bottle Rocket or even uh what's Royal the, Tenenbaums? Uh, yeah, I it, it's it's not now and we've talked about this several times where it's this thing happens when a director becomes the star of the show and then the whole time you just see the, their fingerprints on it. We, you know, the first time we talked about this was who's a better director, Tarantino or Martin Campbell. And I made the argument that it would be Campbell because he you don't see him in every shot. He lets the story lead. And, you know, and we talked about this because of things like the MCU. They bring in directors who are going to serve like TV directors that will service the overall the whole series and not just bring themselves into it. So with this, it's it's not the director isn't the star of the show. You're you're the whole time you feel like you're watching real life there. This is one of those incredibly immersive movies where you, you really are just living with these people for two hours. You, you exit this reality and you join theirs and that never breaks. There's maybe one detail that for a moment I was like, uh, suddenly I was kind of like, wait, are we going into fantasy? There is one, there is one shot in this movie where I was like, ah, Ah, modern cars. One shot. Like I remember watching it. I was like, cars. I saw. So there's a shot. Was it the quick the zoom time. out? No, no, no. When they okay. go from okay. when they go from uh, when they're at uh, Barton, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to go to Boston." And as they're driving to Boston, when they're doing that montage, there's a shot of the car driving down a highway. And if you look behind the car on a side street, it's kind of parked almost parallel to it. There are multiple like modern day cars parked at the, and it was like somebody Funny. at location, somebody screwed up and just was like, yeah, nobody ah, will notice. Well, <laughs> no one noticed, Yeah, you know, but obviously yeah. I did. I was like, ah, but yeah. So, yeah, but, but that's, well that's the whole thing is immersed. that it's, it, it's, it is one of those, I know it's a cliche, but it's one of those snapshot of life type of movies. And it's one of those where the, the stakes were set up very well, where it's like, um, it, it's set up and then you're just ready to uh, uh, submit yourself to this right. story. You're just like, okay, we're going to be here and we're going to just, we have to kill two weeks of time. And like I said, 
uh, I, I immediately was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm getting hit with that nostalgia because it's, <laughs> it's always been my favorite time of year is like everything shuts down for two weeks or and if it doesn't, right. it should. It should just shut down. And then you're just amongst uh, people that you love and want to be with friends and family, yeah. except in this case. Strangers. And then by the end of it, it's it's just it's a classic one of those. People come together who just never like whether they liked each other or not, they're stuck together. But over time, just like I said, if you've ever been on a work trip and just over time, it's like you kind of become a little family, <laughs> you know, yeah. and Let, so you're talking about those. those let's talk about let's talk about those strangers real quick, quick, because like literally yeah. there is a little bit more to this cast. This isn't the whole cast, but when it comes down to it, this is like this is the main people we focus on through the entire film. Yeah. So first off, we have Paul Giamatti plays uh paul hunnam which is the professor professor hunnam i think is that they said it right professor teacher hunnam mr hunnam i don't recall if they called him professor hunnam yeah i'd say mr yeah mr hunnam this is this his second time working with pain again the first time was with sideways and everyone mentions that so this is like they've they haven't worked together since which is crazy because you would think these guys had worked together a bunch but no this is only their second time working together. Next, we got uh, Dominic Sessa, who plays Angus Tully. So he has the most interesting story here. So this is his first film role ever. Wow. He never did film. He graduated high school in 2022 at Deerfield Academy, which is actually one of the locations where they filmed the movie. Mm. Uh, and what happened was he became aware of the auditions. He was in the drama department. Of course, he was he was a student there. He did a bunch of the play, school plays and things like that. They told him, hey, there's this movie they're they're filming. Uh, Alexander Payne's filming this movie. Uh, you know, they're looking for they're looking to audition this role. They're having trouble finding it. They auditioned a bunch of people. And apparently they just didn't really feel like whoever they were auditioning really worked out for the role. So he was like, yeah, I guess I'll be sure I'll do that. You know, like he didn't really think about it. He was like, OK, whatever. So he auditioned for it. He auditioned for Payne about five or six times and then finally actually got the role wow. and yeah he had only acted in school plays prior to this so this is his first film role so we may see him in other things in the near future he may just like move out to hollywood and start being in movies some you know he might start getting phone calls left and right get an agent who knows probably yeah. already did don't go to probably hollywood though stay put send tapes that i mean i could also see i could also see this guy going to new york too just you know he could end up in new york and end up going to broadway who knows uh the last person we have on our list is divine joy randolph plays mary lamb she was a background she has a background in uh broadway many tv credits to her names including the shows like empire or the idol which i watched not that long ago wasn't that great uh film wise you may recognize her from uh dolmite is my name which I believe was a Netflix show as well as office Christmas party. Uh, but she's been, she's been another stuff. She just hasn't had anything like really that big, uh, yeah. but she's been in tons of stuff. So all three of these casts, like the three, these three are just like, they're all great. They're, they're killer. They're just all great. They're all great. I, I could go on and on, but I guess we'll, let's just, let's, let's talk about the movie, you know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> I'm 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 at lost at words as far as like where we're going to rank this, because I'm like. I really like this movie and I'm not I'm not I'm like, oh, my God, I like this is my personal my new personal favorite. My old personal favorite was missing. My new personal favorite is this movie because I've mm. seen this movie now two times and I just love the soundtrack. I love like 
I just love this movie because it's just I, I think maybe it's just because over the entire year I got so sick of just seeing the same like science fiction or fantasy kind of things. And this is the first movie that is it's not a historical drama, but I mean, it's like historical, whatever. But it's just like a, a pure just like this is just a pure story. That's all it is. Just a pure story. There's no science fiction. It's all just about humans. It's just a pure drama. And I just I just love it. Just love it. I feel like Mr. Hunnam and you're, uh, oh man, what's his name again? Which one? Uh, Angus? Angus, Angus, Angus. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Mr. Hunnam and you're Angus and Angus is like, you're just a crabby old man who hates everything. And I'm like, no, I have standards as you and I've gone <laughs> over repeatedly. You're like. The Nun 2 isn't that bad. Why are you such a crabby butthead? And I'm like, no, it's that bad. It's crap. Because, and then, you know, last week you gave me Talk to Me. And I'm like, there you go. Talk to Me is awesome. I love it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, you actually are capable of loving things. And then you, and then you, McCurdy, you send me to see this movie. Because, you know, that's from the get-go. McCurdy's the one who schedules what we watch. He's the one who torches tortures me by being like yeah go see five nights at freddy's and then i want to kill myself uh i watched this movie and from beginning to end i'm in love and that's not that is like that's uh, let's just pull up the list there's there's no there's no comparison to it in that regard there's nothing that i want i mean no. I, I walk out of there's there's, uh, there's where pool. i think i think it should go but yeah um, i walk out of infinity pool my brain is on fire by how right. well they captured meaning same with bows afraid i've said that a million times right um killers is just like good job really uh, well uh, done uh, movie uh, overall and, and and that's where people throw around every time scorsese comes out with a movie they have to pay some idiot to write the word masterpiece so then they can just they can put that up on in the reviews it's a it's another masterpiece uh it's not his masterpiece it, it, that's that's another one of those terms that, that one yeah, around so often that it loses meaning yeah and then there's oppenheimer that is a tour de force this is that the movie, a, though. That one walk... is a masterpiece. Oppenheimer, it is. I think, is a masterpiece. Yeah, we agree. That's hit. That is that's currently his masterpiece. that is yeah. masterpiece as of now. Right. Uh, that is the best film that Nolan has made at this point, even though it's mostly just guys talking in rooms. So be it. It's great. Uh, this movie is the one of this year that you walk out and you're you're transformed in the sense that you're like, I fell in love. I went in. I didn't know any of these people. They're all strangers. And just like the characters in the story itself. And, and like I said, nothing changes from, from beginning to end. Like, no. you know, well, other than, other than the fact the that they, yeah, but, but that's nothing. Dude, I love oh, that ending, but wait, it's we a great can talk ending. about it. Yeah, yeah. Great ending. But we, overall, we can talk about it. But tell me, tell me what you're saying. Thinking the about losers the, still uh, lose. The winners still win. Even regardless of that ending, losers mm -hmm. lose. Winners win. That. And, but you, but all these people share a deeper connection and you do too. And I watched it with it's like, uh, uh, I, for some reason this weekend, there was a, a lot of, uh, probably I, I texted you. You were like, Oh, it's Thanksgiving break. Great. There are a lot of people at the theater this weekend. I am used to watching every one of these movies by myself. I watched it with dozens of people, which is a lot for, yeah. for me. And 
everybody was i i had one there's one woman, <laughs> there's one w- woman in the audience specifically who reacted to every last thing every shot like for example there's a moment when angus walks into mr hunnam's room and he steals the keys for the whole building and right. the moment they cut to the keys she goes uh oh <laughs> but i was but i was like more than okay with it because it was everybody was so engaged with the film right it's a joy everybody was laughing together that same woman every time there was a sad moment she was like oh no you know like it was but it was great everybody everybody was on board everybody it was a great theater going experience i felt like i knew everybody in the theater and we all love the end of that movie. We, we all, all loved hugging it. afterwards. You guys yeah. are all we're like, yeah, cheering, dude. Clapping. I laughed. Yeah. So it was so it was so great. So I went. And, so yeah, I saw it the first time. I think it was like a small audience because again, this movie hasn't gotten a big release. It's kind of slightly limited. And so I went and saw it with nobody. Then I went and saw it with my parents. And it was a joy to like listen to my dad and my uncle and my mom like laughing at some of the jokes. Like my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is like he says something. I think. Hunnam says something and then Angus replies. He's like, man, I thought, and I thought all the Nazis were hiding out in Argentina. And it's Hunnam. Or no, 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 no. That was, that was Angus the first time. Angus I thought, says yeah. it. Yeah. Angus, and then yeah. Later, Angus says that to him. Later Hunnam, when they're, they're at a, and, and he's, you know, at that point he's the crabby teacher and he's, you right. know, for, for that, you know, 50 pushups, no pushups involved, but. I'm illustrating point, but then later after they've grown close, cause they've been stuck together, just the two of them, they're, uh, they're at a, a restaurant where they want to get it's the cherries, Jubilee or cherries something, Jubilee. But, but it has yeah. alcohol that they burn off to set it on fire. And they're and, like, smart ass. They're like, like just, just let the kid order cream? it. Can and he calls he goes, what kind of fascist uh, establishment <laughs> are you running here? So it's, it, it was a callback to his Nazi right. line early on. And right. just that's the and that uh, I I didn't know anything about the writer, but that he wrote um, uh, "Just Shoot Me." It's like yeah, this movie is full of that sharp uh, sarcasm that that whole right. show is about. And I never watched the you know the B in Apartment Twenty Three, but uh, I assume it had the same type of stuff. Uh, real quick though, um, while he's Your here, thoughts. Cycle Man ninety, who mm-hmm. uh, we've never met. How you doing, Cycle Man? Hey guys, love the channel. This is a random question, but when will you be ranking the rest of the Bond movies? Uh, I actually never. coincidentally Network wrote Don, that in the Discord today. Let me just read what I wrote. Okay. The main discussion forum video, which is over four hours long and about 50 layers deep, more than that, is halfway through the initial export, which takes about three days. Then it's back to tightening up each main segment, of which there are nine of varying lengths from five minutes to 90 minutes. Then all of those are tied together and then uh, separate passes are made to sweeten that overall thing repeatedly until it's the best that it can be. So to answer your question, Cycle Man, I have no idea. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Huevos. Uh, Hold he on. Wait, was back. Huevos, in the Discord talking Huevos about this. Huevos, like, like he, he said uh, top three Somewhere right three here. He said three or four. Yeah, I would agree. I would um, agree it's in the top three. I agree. My my overall my initial thought. Oh, layers layers huevos means like any like right now the image you're looking at huevos. There's a there's only a few layers here. There is the background layer there, which is uh, a the Photoshop background file, which poster, in yeah. and of itself right. is made of several layers. The text layer, 
the images put on top. Then there's McCurdy and I, that's another layer. And then there's the list. So that's layers. But when you look at a bond episode, our discussion forum shot is like, I should make a video where I just take off all the layers just and then fill that. them up one by one. That would be fun. Right. But that's the, every, every, everything you ever see is, is uh, every oh. image, every movie, every, whatever. It's just like a, a series of layers on top of each other that are then exported. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, this movie Oppenheimer is a tour de force. That was that's my first thought. I can't put it above Oppenheimer. I cannot put Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. is a tour de force. The only movie I can't put it above. Maybe I, Killers of the Flower Move. I could maybe. I, this is this is a this is like this movie. Like I keep saying, it's a movie you fall in love with. So your emotional attachment to it is far superior to Killers of the Flower Moon. I have no doubt that by the end of the night, we'll put this at number two. Because even though yeah, it is I'm not, a subtle I movie. Be, yeah. From like, coming into this, coming into this tonight, I was like, uh, I think it's above. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's in the top. My other yeah. gut, my gut reaction, though, I was like, I don't know how Charlie's going to feel. I mean, I could even see it being closer to like Air or Gran Turismo and that kind of category. But after thinking about it, I'm like, no, I think this definitely rises above all those movies. And I yeah. do think it's kind of somewhere in the top three um and i and i would say probably yeah it's but i don't think it beats oppenheimer i think you and i are really going to talk about like is this above or below killers of the flower moon now there's a part of me though that i think on one level i would say it is above killers of the flower moon on another level i think there's a part of me that sinks it might be just slightly below killers of the flower moon but it's like mm. it's again we're talking about the top cream of the crop out of 50 movies almost 50 movies at this point so i'm just like yeah. Ah, and I love this movie. And that's the hard part is like, I, I, I've seen this movie twice now and I just really, really adored it. Like, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's just me saying, yeah, maybe it just should go above killers. Well, first off, does focus features make bad movies? Can anybody, please, anybody in the comments, I don't, can you know name a bad focus that? feature movie? They just, and this is their specialty are these types where, I mean, Wes Anderson, aren't his movies focus features too? No, they're, are, they're these type of true, like, this is what art is, is again, it's a cliche, but that snap, that snapshot of life. Oh yeah, you're right. right. That is what City movies was, should be. Asteroid right? City was uh focus. Yeah. I think most of Wes Anderson's are focus features. If I remember yeah, he's usually, correctly. I think he gets produced through, um, because uh, is Miramax still? Because Miramax bought, got bought by Disney at one point, but now it's like owned yeah. by somebody completely different. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's owned by somebody different. That, well, once the Weinstein thing happened, they were like, yeah. we, need to, uh, we need to wash all this away. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 now owned by somebody else completely. But uh, I'm pretty sure they got like I thought Miramax was still under the Disney umbrella, so I could be wrong about that. It is. Um, I'm pretty sure it is still. I don't think they no, sold it says it off. here. Okay, but it's saying Focus Features is a division of Universal. Um, looking oh, maybe at, they at did. this, but I mean, I, I I don't know a lot of a lot of different, um, you know, different. It doesn't matter if it's what, what am I getting at? I, I I think it's a hit or miss on on any end on any a lot of different production companies because even though that a lot of people say A twenty four makes some of the best movies and like Talk to Me was a great movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, there are some bad A24 movies, especially in the beginning of when they were starting to come out. So it, uh, do you have 
Uh, one of my least favorite A twenty four movies is Mojave. I thought that movie is just haven't just, even heard of like it. it's a it's a movie with um, what's his name from um, he was in Star Wars. He's been in now every big thing. Um, he was in the the new Star Wars. He played like Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Oh, he, was, okay, that was my guess. He, what's his name? I'm trying. I'm blanking on names right now. Someone Oscar Isaac. Like, Oscar Isaac. Thank you. Oscar Isaac. 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 It's a movie where Oscar Isaac plays like some kind of criminal dude and the Garrett Edward. I think it was Garrett Edwards who was in um not Garrett, not Garrett Edwards. I can't no, it was the guy who was in Tron. Plays some kind of director, creative type. We don't know. He goes out to the desert. He does something to Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac. I Oscar Isaac okay. comes back after him. A24 makes really good meaningful horror movies that's all i associate with a24 at this point be it hereditary right. or uh midsummer or talk to me uh other than that it makes really other movies like, focus features themselves yeah. though focus features is what 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 is good about focus features and i i used to one of my roommates in college was a hardcore hipster always smoking hookah in the basement always 24 7 he would always constantly, he was just like, focus features is the best thing ever. And I was like, well, I agree. My initial instinct is to hate it because you're a hipster and I hate hipsters, but we would watch a lot of focus features. And it was like, yeah, these, these movies are just what you expect art house movies to be right. Where they are slightly intellectual, but when you give them a chance, if you can, I mean, that's why they're good for theater going, because if you can go in, turn your phone off and submit to uh great <laughs> k1 k1's always got the jokes dude great sweater energy here k1 you're yeah. a funny dude man you're a funny dude we've said that before you're funny we had, we, um, we were thinking the same thing when we did this we're like yeah man of this course movie's a sweater movie i was just it's a false sweater movie you though mccurdy nobody has your you've you've got the the costume brain i just try to follow i try to keep up with you and i we were do. subtle tonight though we were like sweater yeah 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 and so we anyway. didn't even talk to each other about it that's great no anyway i knew i knew you're talking about I, your boyfriend i knew what you would do i mean anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, 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 yeah, like focus features. What I'm getting at is they they excel at this. The, the, the Oscar bait, like in cynical terms, Oscar bait, the real, true to life human drama type of movie. The per, it, that's the what art should condition. be. It, 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 yes, they, it reflects real life and not an idealized life. Like, and specifically, what I mean by that in this movie is that. The young kid meets gorgeous girl, hits it off with her, but then they have to leave. Uh, professor meets like this could be the love of his life, but she turns out she's with uh, she's with a more attractive guy, obviously, because he's gross right. and he's got weird eyes and he's and old he and like he smells like it, it. There's no moment where like any time that they kind of float the idea of like maybe things will work out. They don't. Cause that's life. And that's where this movie excels. The moment you think that it's leading you like, okay. Did you ever see her? Uh, no, you're talking about the one that was by, about Siri. Yeah. But no, I did not see that. The one. brilliance of her was that, you know, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, is this, a, is this going to take off at some point to where if this series tries to kill him or something, or becomes like the, the Disney movie smart house. And like, 
starts messing up his life and no one ever does it. It restrains itself so that it's always in reality. It never, anytime you think like, okay, wait, is this where the story's going now? It changes. It, it shifts. And it's like, okay, well now we're doing this. And then it changes again. And that's what I mean, where it's in, in, in my opener, it's like a stream moving naturally like this, as opposed to a canal which is just this, right. it's just straight. It's like, like we expect a, everything beginning, middle end. And yeah. And you expect everything. This, this, because this movie at one point, at one point in this movie, you, you, there is a point in this movie where you think it's going to go one way and then it completely goes completely different direction. Uh, and that moment to me is when it's, when they, we first are introduced to like, okay, Hey, you're going to be watching all these students and you know, they all have to stay for a break. And we introduced or we were introduced to all four of these characters. One's a football star who who doesn't five. get a haircut. So it's five. Yeah, thank you. So one's a football star. He doesn't get his haircut. One's uh, an Asian a foreign exchange student. She he can't go back to Korea. One's a, a Mormon. And I, and I guess his parents are on a mission. Another one's another a-hole kid. And there was something like something really stupid about like, uh, he his parents are renovating so he can't come home. But then Angus kind of chastises <laughs> yeah. him and says, Dude. like, nobody, nobody does. Uh, what was it? He said nobody, nobody renovates their house in the winter. In the winter. Your, 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 your parents nobody don't want you, you to go home. Because he was like, he was like, yeah, he was they're renovating the house, so they have to put all the tools in my room. He's like, the only right. tool in your parents, and the only tool in your bedroom is you. <laughs> like, they're back and forth. They're so you war. think was so good that's and again great. that's the writer but, you know that right, writer but, knew but, what he was doing what my point though was is that first you think the movie's going to be about these characters but then all of a sudden it's like no -uh -uh. it's not about these characters and we we're gonna we're, we're gonna pull the rug uh, out from under you and make angus feel worse about his life everybody yeah. gets to go with the rich uh the rich dad with the football player and they're going to go skiing for those. They're going to take a helicopter to go skiing yeah, for the skiing. rest of break. And then he's Ugh. left there at school with the worst teacher. Like everybody hates this teacher and yeah. it's just him and this teacher. And he's just, and the, and the cafeteria lady who's lost her son. So that's a whole other level of baggage and depressed. And okay. And so it's like, to my point, to my point, the more your point. the triumphant movie, the BS movie, the idealized life movie would be where right. we followed those kids to veil right. or something. Right. Like right. life's great. Instead, we, we continue to follow the losers. And at some point they have, and I know that's a harsh term, but I, but I, but I, I mean it so far as like, and I, and it I reflects, it reflects yeah. that life sucks. Life is unfair. And this reflects that innate unfairness. And that's, that's, that's where movies like this excel, where they, again, oh, is the, prof the ugly professor going to get with the hot chick? No, because that's not reality. Right. Instead, he's and just, you... he has to, by the end, by the end, spoiler alert, by the end, he's, he sacrifices his job for this kid. And then, and then, and the best endings of any story in my book are, are, are tragic, but hopeful. Right. Right. So it's tragic. Thought, like, oh yes. God, this really good teacher loses his job. The one guy trying to, trying to hold people to standards, which is, again, you always joke that the book I wrote is mind Kampf. That's what my it book is, is about is like, 
is 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 about sacrifice and about standards and all that. Right. And and uh, the, that one guy do, trying to do the right thing and be a good teacher is the guy who suffers in the end. But then he has to go off and stop being so dependent on kind of hiding from the world in this school, and he has to go figure something else out. So it's tragic, but hopeful. Those are the best right. endings. So let me let me just run through what I wrote about all of this movie because I kind of broke down each of the characters and their heartbreak and then I pretty much touched on exactly what you said so we're kind of really on the same page about this mm-hmm. movie so I said and I'll even talk about like one of my favorite parts of the movie but we'll do that towards the end so with Giamatti's characters with Hunnam uh, he's like he plays that role first off Giamatti plays that role perfectly like he's yeah. like like I, I like like right now with Oster can contending role like uh actors right now like it's like between him and like i mean unfortunately barbie for some weird reason but whatever and then it's and then oh, it's oh, uh oh for some weird Ryan reason Oscar, mccurdy for some weird reason what a weird you're reason gonna, that, that what a weird reason feminism is gonna be championed by the anyway 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 anyway, anyway 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 if they anyway, made a climate uh, change plays, movie that would win best right, picture. calm down all right calm calm down mr hunnam okay calm don't down. get me going dude. At, so anyway uh, so it's like, I liked his character. I like, he's like this asshole you feel for once, even once you learn how much of a loser in life he has been. So he was like, he went to college, he went to Harvard and then he got kicked out of Harvard because he, he ran over his, he hit his, uh, roommate with a car over a fight because his roommate said he stole his paper, but then he stuck at Burton for like, and you were talking about Wes Anderson. This seems like such a Wes Anderson thing where he is like the obsessive character in a Wes Anderson movie where he, he really thinks that Burton is this uh, institution that like is the best thing in the world. And he's lived there for pretty much most of his life. And yep. based off what you kind of hear about him, what he's you got learn about him. dreams. Someday I'm going to write that book. Someday, Someday I'm going to write. I'm going to wasn't make... a book. It's wasn't a monogram. A, what was that called? Monogram. monogram. He's going to, yeah. he's like, I don't think I have enough for a book, but yeah. it's going to be a monogram. Yeah. So he's going to write this monogram. And then he's like, but he's like literally just stuck in here. And you keep bringing up the, the secretary scene like that. That is the most heartbreaking scene in this whole movie. You're just like, Oh, because you really think like they're going to like get together in this movie. And, and then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, hold on. Uh, let me talk to you. I, I got to hang on. Let me go make out with this man. And know, then just and like, like that's life. Just, perfect That's life you know and, oh. and, then, and then meanwhile in the basement he's uh 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 angus, angus. is with this you know this this pretty this Beautiful. pyt pretty young thing and right and like he gets ripped away from that that was the one moment though where i was i uh I, i'm serious the one moment where i was like oh no because they had just met and right. she ends up I think she kisses his lip, right? It, it, I couldn't yeah, tell because it's so close they up kissed. that it, it was it may right. have been like off lip, like a little cheeky, but uh, but I believe they kissed. But they kissed like five minutes after meeting each other, and I was like, ooh, no, no, no! They should have just shared was a look. It, it would have been longer. I, I think it would have been longer than five minutes based off what's yeah. going on. And there was the clearly scene. some oh, attraction like, and all that, so I was okay with it. But at the time, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh no, oh no! But then. In retrospect, right. I was like, okay, that's that when was you fine. think that was, about that. Cool. When you think because about how that, when you think about that Christmas party scene, it's 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 over the course of the party. So we're like checking yeah. in on different events as they're they're happening. So it could be yeah. longer than what we're actually experiencing. And then talking about the our our main character Angus Sessa, 
he's a little bit little off for me when he plays the perfect college kid. Like he's like again, he's just still a little rough around the edges. You can kind of feel like, yeah, he's very new, but he's not bad. He's just kind of like you're like, yeah, he's a little rough. Um, and he's dealing with his own turmoil. I love the reveal of his father's mental health because at first we're led, oh, he's dead. And there's some ghost, some backstory we don't know about him. And then surely over time we find out that he is just holding on to his father. Like there, there's this, there's kind of this um, theme that I'll, I'll get to, but it's kind of about like the past and how he's holding on to this past, how that he's holding on to the nostalgia, much like we talk about, like you've talked about watching this movie of, you know, his family before. And then you reveal that his, his dad is like severely mentally ill and like it just you just feel for him and you're just like oh now i see why his life has just been shambles because yeah his mom doesn't really like pay attention to him the way that he thought he would so he just feels like he's kind of left out and now that's why he acts out he's smart he's like a very intelligent guy but he's just an asshole just like hunnam um and i feel like and i i kind of see how they bond those two characters bond because of their their a-holeness their dickishness they're just kind of mean to a lot of other characters um, but there's a reason why they're mean is because they have just been beat down by life so much. And then they kind of bond over those two things. And I really, I really appreciate that. And then finally you got Rudolph, uh, Mary lamb and she's not like the biggest arc in this story. Like she's there, she's present, but I think she's there to kind of be the catalyst to kind of push Hanum to be like, you know, don't be a dick to this kid. Like, like open your eyes. Like he's, I mean, he's dealing with some stuff. Obviously and they I, become yeah. like mother father son and she son, she yes. repeatedly is like family what's wrong with you you don't like and, and that's and and it's not it's not one of those situations where it's like she's right and he's wrong they're both right, right. that's that's right. Uh, that is the complementary nature of men and women today we're taught that women are always right men are stupid no screw all that men are disciplinarians women are the nurturers we need each other because we're simultaneously correct and incorrect at all times. If men are always being disciplinarians and sometimes soft and women are always being nurturing and sometimes hard, uh, what that leads to is, is both are always correct and incorrect depending on the situation. So when you have, you have a moment where a kid's acting up, it's time to be a disciplinarian. And then there are other times where she's correct. She's like, it's the holidays go a little softer uh, maybe you should take them to Boston, stuff like that. And so yeah. they really become this kind of makeshift family out of, uh, and, 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 you know, audience always respond really well to the, the making the best of a bad situation story, because it's like, you have the, the kid whose parents don't give a damn about him. You have the, the lonely professor who's just like led a hard life. And then you have the, the, the woman who recently lost her son. And it's, to see the reef, to, to, to take the shattered, like to throw a metaphor on that, all of their vases, if they're all vases, they've been shattered. They're all shattered, but they pick up those pieces and they make a new one. Right. They make, they, no, no, they don't just make a new one. They make like a mosaic. They make a mosaic that, that just where all their pieces kind of fit together. And it's beautiful. That's why movies there's like this, a, there's that's why stories element. like this resonate and they just work. Right. One other element that I want so to come well. bring up. So her one of her biggest her biggest backstory part is that you find out uh, very quickly, and it's kind of you kind of have to pick figure it out as you're going. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. Her son had died in V. I believe they're saying he died in Vietnam, right? Yeah, and 100%. his and her son, 
under circumstances where she didn't have the money to afford because they they kind of post this uh they they paint this uh fictional academy barton this the sporting school as like this elite academy where the students of this academy usually go off to really big rich schools because the parents are really rich to begin with she is not rich and i'm kind of feel like i i felt for the situation because uh you know my my wife is teaching at a school where she's like she's teaching with kids whose parents are really rich and like i have our kids going to the school fortunately and so it was very similar i felt some similarities there but she's the cafeteria worker and they were allowing her to have her son being taught at this school so he got this mm. good education and so she had all and this hope part of she had all this hope and there's this part of this there's a part of this movie where you kind of feel the connection between her and Hunnam's character because they both view Barton as this institution that they have kind of wrapped onto as like this thing of hope where it's like my son went here he's going to go to great education and I, you know you know he and as far as Hunnam he really believes that Barton is this really great place and like like we're going to make great men even though everyone around him isn't really doing those things and he's the only a hole he's the the Chucky rants essentially of just like, no, you guys have to have standards and everybody else is like, man, you know, the rich, rich daddy's going to pay for this. So we, we kind of have to slide here. And, and he's like, no, what the hell? And, um, and I feel like it's kind of interesting. That aspect of it's interesting because it's like they, they're holding on to this thing and it's failing them. And yet they're still holding on. And then she, um, but at the end, she eventually realizes that like, even though her son's gone, her sister's going to have a kid. And so she can kind of like, I can help foster the future, you yeah. know, in that way. Yeah. So and, and, that all brings me back though. That all brings me back to my favorite scene in this movie. And it's when they're at the museum and. Do you need me to take they, over? Cause I'm, I'm getting an OHMS. I'm getting, oh this my is, God. This is what you sounded like emotional. before you broke down. Do you need a break? <laughs> Man, I'm going to break down. This movie's so good. I hear it anyway, coming no, on. My favorite scene. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like I think Punch about yourself it, like, in the gut a few times. So <laughs> You'll feel God, better. <laughs> Just a little bit of levity. Hold on. Let me get some alcohol in me. Okay. Uh, I get, uh, give me a turn if you need a moment. Give me a turn. Okay. <laughs> does it, okay. okay. My doesn't this show the effectiveness the of this movie, though? Ain't nobody crying over. Favorite. I mean, nobody's crying over Oppenheimer, but we already established no. it's a tour de force. It is an incredible film. Killers is just, they're, both of those movies are retelling of factual events, but right. this, we agree that the, this the style, is like the heart, like Oppenheimer like hits here, and you're like, ah, oh. this is this is a complete. This isn't just retelling something that happened. This is completely fictional, but it feels real. Like I said, you submit right. yourself to this story, and everybody. I mean, so far, everybody commenting on it is like, I love this. You don't walk right. out of the other movies being like, I'm There's in love. So many people you walk like, out I of love this, this movie. loving it. You know, and so right. I like uh, real quick, just to give you a, a break, McCurdy, I was talking before about the movie Her. Her never turns a corner where the AI is going to kill. Uh, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix or or it never it never turns a corner where it's like the writer who was Spike Jones uh, didn't have anywhere to take the story. So he, there's a, an explosion like it never pulls that BS out of its right. ass. Um, oh. And it reminded me of a this. This reminded me of a, a a fantastic novel that anybody 
any of you, I wish I had an affiliate link in the in the description. You have your fucking novel any... that you gift people, don't you? You have that novel, that Christmas gift that you give people, and everyone looks at you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's got that. like two that. dozen copies of. He's meditation. got two bunch of copies, and he's like, "This okay. is the Bible, the Quran." <laughs> yeah. And every and they're yeah. both and I I do love that moment because both like the the uh, both Mary and uh, Angus are just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna read this book." Yeah, she's I like, love, oh, I you, just love you give everybody like we have religion. We don't need this. Yeah, like, you can tell that. I love that part. Anyway, and, and that's sorry. that's a whole can of worms in and of itself. The fact that he's an atheist is just like, well, yeah, because he he existence hasn't been good to him, so he's bitter against God, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. you know right. my take. I've talked about that a million times, but including anyway, Skyfall, Skyfall, Skyfall. I go deep on that, but hold on, um, you're talking about your book. So okay, you're, not you're, not my book, not not my book. There's a, a fantastic novel. Over. Fantastic! I, I, it's on the shelf. I, I, I won't go grab it though. Uh, anybody, anybody who seriously, anybody who loved this movie, and if you see, if you see this movie, you love it. You know, otherwise, you suck. Um, there's this great novel called A Gentleman in Moscow. If you like this movie, you should read that book. It's very similar. What it's about is uh, uh, so the gentleman, the titular gentleman, is. Uh, he's, he's got some, I think he used to be royalty, but either way, he's highly educated, very wealthy, but the Bolshevik revolution takes over Russia to where he's, it's like, instead of killing him, they, they basically put him on house arrest in the most expensive, classiest hotel in Moscow. And so the whole novel, the whole book is him living in this hotel. And it's and it rem I thought of it the whole time watching this, not only because it's people stuck in a certain location for a certain amount of time. Again, this was two weeks. That novel is like decades. But specifically, every time you think, oh, the story's gonna take off now. The story it's now it's about this. No, it's just that for a chapter, and then it goes back this way. And then, oh, so now now it's gonna be about this war. Now this war is gonna be now the the rest of the story, this this change now is the catalyst that's going to take us to the end of the story. No, it just changes again. And that's, I I just, th this is one of those, th the, the way this is written and, and the way Gentleman in Moscow is written is it's masterful because it holds you from beginning to end without ever conceding itself to, as I said, my opener, the formulaic storytelling of, well, and then at this minute, this should happen. And then at, at 10 minutes later, this should happen. It's its own thing. It's not stuck to what other movies do in a formulaic way. It is specific it's its unto itself. Thing. It's its own thing. What's, it is specific unto itself. And that's where this is masterful in that sense. Right. Hold on. So, okay. Back to my favorite part of this movie is when they're in the, the museum. They go to Boston takes them to the museum yeah. because they have to be a field trip and it's like we have to have educational stuff in this yeah. and there's this great moment because these characters have been at odds with each other for a good chunk of the time chunk of the movie but there's been some like obviously they've they've made some headway because angus hurt himself and angus covered for for paul giamatti and that part was great too yeah and so he lies his ass off for him which that gets to another point. But yep. when they go to yep. the when they go to the museum, he has this point about talking about the pissed like the history of the past. And you and I have talked about this in the past, like how so my whole book's about. I yeah okay, calm down. 
calm down, <laughs> calm down, Chuggy Rants. But we talk about this a lot, but you know, he talks about the past and he's like, yeah, take a look at that pottery. And he looks at it and he's like, it's, it's straight up pornography. You're like, Oh, okay. And he's like, mm. he's like, yeah, it's, it's candy cane. He's, what does he say? It's candy cane. Yeah. He says it's candy cane. Uh, he yep. says, what does he say? He says history. He says the past is just teaching us about our present or something like oh, something along those lines. If you want to find yourself every past, something like that. Right. But yes, and every and every but he's also saying he's like every every point. In every time generation the thinks they invented debauchery. They think they free. invented rebellion. They think they're the first. Everybody falls victim to we're. We're we are the leading. We're the spearhead of prog we progress. We started this, and, and it's this like is never history. Did. History is always we're we're You've at always, the, the forefront condition of never progress. Changes. Blah blah blah. It's no, that's been the you're same. an idiot. If you think that you're stupid, this is this is life. A sine wave like this. Any idiot out there who thinks it's just this, things are always getting better. You are mistaking technological progress for progress of human nature which doesn't exist. You're an asshole if you think that, but everybody thinks that. And that is the, the, the core thesis of the book I wrote is that, that progress, uh, essentially people mistake technological progress. Like even a, a friend of the channel, he was like, old people are stupid because they can't change the, the HDMI input on their television. And I was like, okay, you think that because you're an, idiotic progressive who thinks that old mm. people don't know anything old people are maybe they're not as smart as you when it comes to playing xbox but they are infinitely more wise than you because of their experience and sure. every generation thinks they know better than their parents and reflecting the whole the beginning of wisdom comes with the fear of god well metaphorically your parents are god they are your creator they know more than you there's a time in everybody's life where they think they're smarter than their parents and then eventually inevitably they go oh i actually don't know anything do i i'm very stupid i thought i was so damn smart but i'm really stupid and so that's what he's getting at that's what he's trying to teach this kid and then at the same time he's trying to teach him that you you're, you're not your, your father you're inevitably not, your father inevitably wants you to be him but you're not right. him because you have to find your own way, especially because your dad is rotting away in insane asylum. Right. But uh, just like the prodigal right. son, you, you leave, you leave the nest and you're like, dad's stupid. And you tell me what to do all the time. And I hate him. But then you eventually do become your dad. Ideally, because your dad, your dad, isn't just your dad. Your dad is your dad's dad 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 going all the way back to the beginning of time inhabiting a, a certain spirit a certain way of approaching life that is tried and true so that's that that's like a, just that's like one little element of this movie that and then, and then uh uh, uh but i was what i was getting at with that though is that the idea that it's like it teaches like the past because he's, he's a history teacher right and he's all yeah. about like he's he's talking about italy and france and all these like you know places of the past and you know and they're, as, they're like what do we need that, that age, for right at a kid that's at that age past, everyone's man. like that's boring that's yeah. boring but but 
I think there's there's a part of that that it's like, well, you're teaching. Yeah, we look to the past and it teaches us. It can teach us about our present and as well as our future. And I think yeah. about that when I'm thinking yeah. about the movie in regards of. As in regards to Mary, back to Mary Lamb's story, it's like she, yeah, she had this tragic tragedy that happened to her. But then it's like, oh, wait, you know, I've learned all this experience. I've had all this experience. And now I can pass that on to my sister who's having her baby. And now I can yeah. focus all my energies now to my my aunt, my niece or nephew that I'm going to have. And now that, you know, so there's still hope there. And so, oh, God, this movie's so beautiful. Just like, yes, all of now, like now all of those that elements, to Paul. Apply that to Paul. Yeah. Paul, same thing. Okay, there. so the end of the Paul's movie. like, Boy, I let's... got screwed over. I got screwed over by some rich a-hole where, right. you know, because, I, I mean, I don't know if you have any similar stories, but I've told this story before where when I started my job in advertising in Chicago, I was with a whole bunch of interns, and day one, a bunch of people came in, and they were they were like, like, seriously, they'd come in every five minutes, some new face would come in and be like, oh, my God. And there were all these hugs between interns that weren't me and these employees, these established employees. Right. And I remember after, you know, hours of this, somebody came in and they were like, OK, uh, because they all knew every all the other interns because they were, you know, good people like friends of mine. But Nepo babies all the same, where it was like somebody came in, and they go, OK. I know why you're here. Like, I know your parents. I know your parents. I know your parents. And they point at me. They go, why are you here? And I go, uh, I'm here to make videos. Apparently, I'm good at it. <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, I might as well not have parents. Because essentially, right. who are your parents? And I was like, I might as well not have parents. And uh, and, and and that's where um, that is uh, uh, Mr. Paul's whole story is that he, he's trying to reflect the hierarchy that should rule things. It shouldn't be the case that the offspring of capable people take over their position because oftentimes the second generation is not as good as the first. And why is that? Well, it's because the first generation who find success, they go through hardship and then they become wealthy, let's say, and influential and all the powerful and they go, they have this idiotic notion of, well, I don't want my children to suffer like I did. So they pamper them. They they, they pamper them and they turn them into little buttheads. And we see that with uh, Kunst, I think it was. Um, uh, he's one of the, he's like one of my favorite characters that are just like, he's there, he's there in the beginning and then you don't see him for a huge chunk of the movie. And then he shows up again and he's got yeah. this huge sunburn from skiing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. And so and he's and so, he's also a big prick. Like just he represents prick. that 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 entitlement of like, well, my dad's rich, so I don't I don't actually have to be good at anything. And this right. is how corruption creeps into a society because parents love their kids. That's great. But when parents right. abuse their kids by not pushing them, right? By not forming them into them but by not forcing them to go through hardship because as he says adversity builds character character that is and, and I, that might i don't even, i don't know but that might come straight out of meditations i mean that is real stuff doing hard stuff builds character but what are these kids used to they're used to everything being provided to them they're, it's like kids today who get get nothing but uh, screen time and they don't actually become anybody because when you're a kid you're like what does character mean what does that mean well once you're older you're like oh character 
essentially is like like who are we interested in in uh, in this movie? We're not interested in those bratty kids. There's no character to them. They're just they're nothing. They're full of nothing. We're interested in the people with the backstory, with the the with, who have gone through things, who have seen adversity, seen hardship. We're interested in those people. They're characters. In real life, it's the same thing. There's people who just never go through anything. They have nothing to say. They have no opinions. They, they're they they're just blank. They're empty vessels. And so Paul is trying to correct the injustice of his past where he was screwed over by another Nepo baby, where he's like, no, we should have standards. We should hold people to those standards so that when they graduate and become powerful people, they actually bring some kind of humanity and, and qualification to that position they hold instead of just allowing these empty vessel Nepo babies, these useful assholes to take positions of power. Well, look where we are from 1970, 1971 to now where it's like, this is how corruption enters society because you, you there, I mean, as we've talked about, like, Brandon Cronenberg, he he's a Nepo baby. He deserves it. He brought it. He made Infinity Pool. The guy proves that he's just as good as his dad, David Cronenberg, at making films, maybe even better, right? But there are others who take these positions of power without the qualifications, and they slowly just lower us into a, a, a world of, like, what are we watching now? We're watching, like, The Bachelor. We're watching... We're watching crap movies a lot of the time that are uh, because unqualified people take over. So Paul, his character is trying to correct that with the little bit of influence he has. The it, to the very first scene with him uh, between him and the uh, the the headmaster of the school, the headmaster's like, "I just need you to pass this one student because his dad." paid us good money to build the gymnasium or whatever. And he's like, you can ask any other teacher to do that, but not me. I'm going to hold people to a standard because that standard generates the hierarchy that builds all of society and makes us successful in the first place. So uh, immediately I was just like, okay, I identify with this guy. I admire this guy. This, this is, and, and he holds true to that until the end. And then, I mean, and then on top of that, uh, Angus was his best student. But the yeah, so the end of the movie, I I like the end of the movie is just perfect, right? So yeah, the whole movie, Angus is lying for Hunnam for different for different reasons, but it's mm. it's kind of a back and forth, but it's a little bit of like and and he's again holding on to his Barton standards, like you know, Barton men don't lie, but he's lying for Hunnam so that he can get out of these situations. And sometimes yeah. they're kind of white lies to make him look better than for instance, the the scene right after they're going to skating. He runs into an old Harvard um, uh, graduate or a Harvard student that he had went with and he lies to say, oh, this is my uncle and he's writing a book and like makes him look great, even though he he never did any of this stuff. Yep. And he's like, why did you do that for me and everything? And he's like, well, you know, like uh, what? You know, screw that guy. Like, you know, you 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 don't deserve all that guy doesn't deserve my story. Right. He's not deserving so, of it, which was a, which was a, a, a very human. And, and, and again, this is where uh, you could only tell the story in the past because that same guy could get on Facebook and be like, whatever happened with, uh, right, right. You know, Paul, right. but 
Right. So. But then but then we get to the end of this movie and then finally we've had that build up because he lied before that when he broke his arm. So we finally get the build up of like so he comes and this whole thing to go to Boston is all culmination of, hey, I want to go see my dad. And he finally finds that out. His dad, you find out his dad's in the mental institution. And there's this whole other thing going on with Angus's parents where his mom right left his dad. He just, he just right. he th he's, he's like, he shows up. He just wants to be like, dad, dad, I've really done well in school. And he's, he just wants his dad to, oh, it's so right. tragic. He just wants his dad to be like, I'm proud of you, son. And instead his dad's like, it's like, I'm crazy. People are, yeah. He's like, his dad's like, stuff in my food, you know, my food. Just, and then nuts. you just, you see the heartbreak in his face and you're yeah. just like, oh my God, this kid. And so then that's why I come back to it. this movie. I saw one. Okay. So at generating this thumbnail, right? This thumbnail. That's the only time that I see reviews of any movie that we're covering mm -hmm. because there's like sure. snippets in it, like in the titles of the thumbnails and try to avoid them, but inevitably right. I see some stuff. One of them was like, this movie's triumphant. And I was like, no, it's not. I, this is why I hate reviewers because they're so full. Of I, crap. I and they're think it's, to, I think to say, Things like masterpiece and triumphant. This movie isn't triumphant. If it was triumphant, it would be Dead Poet Society. This movie is a reflection of how things but don't work out in life, and you need to act accordingly. But there's this movie has a and lot there's of beauty hope. in like, that. and I think that's I think that was the thing when I came out of this movie. The words I would have used not triumphant. I would have used hope and wholesome. And for yeah. me, hope is hope awesome. rings true a lot with this movie. Gonna get a little emotional here. Let me get some Jim Beam real quick, so I don't yeah. get super emotional. Let me punch myself. <laughs> let me punch myself in the stomach real quick. But uh, the end of the movie. No, don't feel oh, it. God, this movie's great. Uh, don't feel. Don't feel. No, don't feel anything. So anyway, the end of this movie though. The end of this movie. He lies. So the parents come and they find out that that he was not supposed to go to visit his dad. He's like, now I got to worry about my dad. And you really see how uh, the parents are kind of pieces of shit because they obviously they, but, they're more worried about the situation. Than the but dad they, they also they never his they own never escalate the kids on Angus's future. To my point, though, they never escalate to where the mom is out of order. And you're no, like, she it wasn't she like remember when we talked about it makes sense. Right. right. It as wasn't opposed like, to, as opposed to like, like, how dare you? I want your job. You're fired, sir. No, no, no. I insist no. he get fired. It's none of that. It's, no, no, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't it's as, classy. it wasn't as, yeah. Okay. And real. That's like a good, it, that's kind of like how I felt about five days, uh, like uh, the opposite of how we felt about five nights at Freddy's with the aunt and how like she just felt like very out of character for like, yeah. this is rich woman. So why is she, why does she need this kid? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Uh, but back to the movie. Wait, so, 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 uh, so he I think it was lies. Said, he lies. And he said, said, oh, it was my idea. Nico said Five Nights at Freddy's is, is the the highest grossing horror movie of the year. So. It, here, it's the highest grossing horror movie in the same way that Mario, even though Mario is kind yeah. of in the mid tier of this list. Oh, I know. People love Mario. So yeah. that's why it made a lot he of money. Property. It wasn't yeah. the best movie. I enjoyed it. I had fun seeing it. But back to holdovers. But it sucks. And we get to that moment where Paul Giamatti decides, no, oh, I, and he just puts his whole career on his line because this whole movie, we've had this buildup of him being like, Barton Academy is the greatest thing. This is great institution. I believe in Barton Academy. It's like my, been my whole life. I've, I've almost lived here. And everyone's asking, like, when are you going to leave? When are you going to go here? I was like, oh, I don't know. Someday. Finally, he's pushed in, a, in like, it's perfect because it's in one respect, it's a sacrifice. He sacrifices his whole career, his whole life. He gets to tell the principal who's a piece of shit. He's like, tells him off. What does he say to him? 
He says you'd be penis here. cancer. Sure. It, but, but it's all everything. Like there are several scenes throughout the whole penis movie. Cancer. There's several scenes where he uh, he he's talking to what he would call troglodytes. He talks right. to a, a, a like a just a low class Vietnam vet at some point. He talks to some drunks at a bar where he's using not just ten dollar, but like hundred dollar words. Really, and he's 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 bring, but not even pretentious. He's just bringing just like a uh, lot of um, it's like know your audience, right? And so he's saying he's saying highly intellectual things that remember that remember the uh, in the beginning where they were panning all of the professors or, or the yeah, teachers, then, I guess. Yeah. And then they get, to that's his, where he yeah. should have been bringing up things like what St. Right, Nick looked right. like back in the 1600s. And this and the Nicholas, but the here looking at he's him. at a yeah. bar or he's, it, it, or it, it's always in a bar. It's, it's in a bar with a bunch of uh, troglodytes. And he's, he's saying things like at one point he's, he's like, we'll, we'll, purchase something for you to imbibe and then we will blow and she and uh the the woman translates she's like he's saying he'll buy you a beer you know and they're like oh okay cool <laughs> so the the whole point is that he's uh uh he's like uh out of his element all the time and like using he's 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 speaking to, to. He thinks he's talking he, to his students, and he's he's, he's obviously he very intelligent. He, he's kind of like Walter White, where he's he's overqualified for his job. He should be everything that he laid out. Where he's like, he's like, yeah, I I travel the world and I give all these speeches and talks. That's what he should be doing. But uh, 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 just like Walter White, a, a horrible injustice held him back. So, uh, so then at the end of the movie, coming full circle. At the end of the movie, he's talking to the head after the headmaster fires him. And uh, side note, the headmaster is an, uh, one of his first students. He says in a series of $10, $100 words, he's like, I have the requisite experience of your past to acknowledge the fact that you are penis cancer in human form. <laughs> and, then, and the whole theater is just like, just erupts. Dude, that's just some, like, yeah, because you already know, like, yeah, he kind of because he know you know ahead of time that he screwed him over to have to do all this stuff. It's just so great. But then there's the part where he's like leaving and like, uh, what's his what's his name? The 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 little shit kid that uh, hangs around Angus, the one that with the sunburn, whatever his name is. He's like, yeah, Koontz. I saw him eating feces. Coons. He's like, yeah, I think yeah. you got fired for eating feces. He's you know, they caught him sitting there at the bowl. Yeah, pulling, yeah, pulling, like fishing out, pulling turds out of the fishing turds. Yeah, but 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 I love that scene because it's like, yeah, Angus re recognizes that basically he sacrificed himself so Angus could have a better life for himself. So Angus, yeah. like, there's a, like, even though Angus isn't never, the best student, a they Angus never is still a B him. student, but he's like, well, he's like he may not cure cancer, but he's still, but he still brings right. something to the table rather than right. being cannon fodder in Vietnam. Right. That was his and whole that's, thing. And I think that's the thing in the movie. It doesn't, this movie barely talks about Vietnam, but you know it's like, okay, I lied. It does talk about Vietnam, but it doesn't make it super forefront. So we don't yeah. get like, we're watching the news and all of a sudden it's like Vietnam. Like we get maybe two or three mentions of it. One being uh, Mary's uh, son being killed. That's like the biggest one. The other one being at the bar when he goes to the bar and then he kind of uh, pisses off one of the Vietnam vets who had lost, blew, his hand blown off. That we kind of parts it. So Hang there's it's in the background and we kind of don't really acknowledge it. Hang on though. 
that moment but, too in in a different movie that would have been triumphant and inspiring he would have he would have made friends with the vietnam vet who was missing mm-hmm. his right arm right and uh angus was uh angus's oh. left arm either well, i think I, I think it was movie. was it his right but but the idea oh, yeah, was that by that point he had been they, at that point they had, both yeah, of them were missing an arm and then right. for them to play um ah. for them to play Pinball. pinball. Why is my brain off? Pinball. For them to play, my I'm pinball. I'm dumb tonight. For them to play pinball together, they they can't play because they're all both missing an arm, so they could have played together. That's a good that was catch. the whole idea there. In the that's triumphant bad. film, they would have made amends and they would have played together. But that's not this movie. This movie, to we've we've showcased numerous times tonight that the writer of this movie knows exactly what he's doing including how not just letting the story meander the way it needs to, to hold you and to make you fall in love with it beginning to end. But also there's a series of callbacks throughout that whole thing, be it um, Koontz getting his comeuppance at the end, or like we said, uh, covering each other's asses, lying for each other. uh, And then lying, then the other guy lying for the other one down the road. But also, like you just said, the oh yeah, I heard he got fired because he was fishing out turds from the toilets or something. Well, that was a callback to the very first scene with the kids in the beginning, where he's like, they're like, uh, um, uh, Paul, you know, uh, oh the, the hummus Cobb is late. Salad? He's probably jerking off in the Cobb salad. the Cobb salad, and that was well, that was that, that kid, <laughs> that kid who delivered that line. That was where I was like. Okay, the 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 I guess I already knew Alexander Payne is a talented director, but that was the moment right. where I was like, okay, I am along for the ride because this, this the kid did a face melt. I love I love face melts, and if right. any of you haven't caught uh, my favorite face melt of all time is from something I made. I might be biased, but if any of you ever went to my channel and watched Man Crush, my buddy Bill Kenny did the best face melt. I've ever seen, which a face melt is where you're like, you're like normal. And then you, you know, that where like you melt right. to like, Oh no. And the kid, he's like, he's probably jerking off the cop salad. And the kid's like, I eat that cop like, salad. Do you know something? <laughs> That's where it's like, I eat that cop salad. Right yeah, away. You that. knew the, the caliber of comedy that this movie was going to deliver. And it just did from beginning to end. Everybody, so including good. that woman I, I that, that I mentioned, like that woman, just everything, everything that would happen. She's like, oh no, or yay, or ah, oh, and like she was leading the charge with everybody laughing their asses off. It's just like Dude, this, this okay. movie delivers on everything to where I walked out of it loving it more than Killers. Oppenheimer, I have a hard time putting it above Oppenheimer because that movie is bigger. Killers is also bigger. Bo is Afraid is also bigger. Infinity Pool is not. It, it it immediately trumps Infinity Pool. The scope of Bo's Afraid and Killers and Oppenheimer are bigger, but the emotionality, the love of this movie, I think, I think immediately me, trumps Bo I and think Killers. For me, it's it comes down to like okay, so between Killers and this movie, I think it comes down to this. I think Scorsese. When we talked about that movie, I think we all we were both like, dude, Scorsese's done he can't like he's already at the top he's done more than like it's like it's not like he did two great movies and then he was kind of he didn't do anything great after that he's done multiple great movies 
Yeah. And so you're just like, Zude's a master. It doesn't really matter what he makes at this point. He's even the no, way that movie, even the way he does not, and nothing left to move. Even the way Killers of the Flower Moon is made and the way it's shot, there's nothing that fantastic about it. It's not like Oppenheimer where, uh, where Nolan's really doing a lot with the editing as well as the shots and the composition to really kind of pull this story together and make, make sitting in a room more exciting than what you thought it would be. With this, um, I, I'm sorry, with, with killers though, I think the real thing is like, I think we kind of honed on is he kind of just made that movie because he wanted to pull that story for the forefront. So people knew about it. So people knew this, this yeah. happened in America and that to me, it's like, it's admirable, but it's not, it's, it has the, it has kind of like the intention of like, Hey, this is the intention of this is just to people, let people know this happened versus the intention of this story is like, I just want you to experience a really great story that can hit everybody's heart in different ways. And people can kind of feel for it, especially if you're going through crap in life. It's already threatened to make you emotional several times tonight. And I just love this movie. And that's, and that's what I mean, where it, it, it wins it's over. Everything. I would, I would put it above kill. Right. Like, like after talking about it. Yeah. I I'm like hesitant to do those types of things. Cause we think yeah. about it. Is it? There's yes, a tiny little voice in the back of my head that's like, it's even better than Oppenheimer. But I easily shut that I out. Don't where I'm like, no, I Oppenheimer, don't better than Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a tour de force. It is, uh, as we I really don't saying, think it's it Nolan. I will really be shocked. I will be shocked if this doesn't like, you know, I, I, I mean, I mean, I would not be surprised if this got awards. I'd be shocked if it wasn't nominated, but I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of other people review this and they're saying like the, a lot of the same things that we've been saying tonight is yep. like, I love this movie. I just want to live in this movie. I yeah. like, I, I, you know, it's like, well, this is my new favorite movie this year. I don't know why, but it just is, it just gives you all yeah. the great feels. And it's just because it's just the way this story is just very kind of simple story with very small cast. And really start to feel for these people. And I but love like, it. dude, have you ever been, uh, have you, were you ever in school after hours and just exploring? I mean, where, where you're just kind of, you're like, I'm here all the time, but I've never, I've never gone in that door. Or I've never explored this. And yeah, I've done that. And that's where I was talking about like, the scene where he's like, where he's going through and he's like, he steals the keys. He goes, gets ice cream. He's like, goes he's, into he's all these rooms drinking and stuff. the church wine and drinking the church know. wine. Yeah. Like and all that just, stuff. I'm like, it's great. Just yeah, great. but no, you're right. But like, I think, like, I know you were talking. Oh, about there's the a certain feeling. Sorry, but there's a certain feeling to that where it's like everybody's gone home. I mean, that I would say the flip side of this movie, the polar opposite, is The Shining, where it's the same concept. It's here's an institution, it is, but it's and not, everybody it's not goes home, and who's left? Three people, right? Mm -hmm. Mother, father, and son, and in The Shining. <laughs> Father goes crazy and tries to murder them with an axe. And with this, he would love to do that, right? Like, there are times where he's like, I'd love to kill both of you with an axe and just not have to deal with you anymore. But this is the this is the lighthearted. Somebody should make a, a YouTube essay. I'll try to do that in five years. Uh, YouTube essay about how The Shining and The Holdovers are the same movie. But um, but this one is is like immediately and especially with the soundtrack right away and everybody going home that feeling of like i keep saying my favorite time of year was always that time between school ending first semester ends and first and second semester begins and that 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 time in between 
has always been my favorite time of year always. And, um, we're gearing up to hit that. And as an adult, it's different, but as a kid where it's like, you're, you're to be forced to, I mean, for me, like I went to IU <laughs> Indiana university and I reached a point where I was staying there over holidays because I loved being there. And so this, and, 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 you know, all the shots of campus and the snow, I mean, I was there, I, I, I would stay there for a couple of weeks and just kind of kill time. And, and, and there's a certain feeling to going to the places where normally they're chock full of people, but now all those people are gone and you feel like you own the city. You're like the whole city, the whole campus is mine. Uh, and then when people show back up again, you're like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. This is my place. This is my house. Right. What are you doing here? You know? Right. So there's such a feeling attached to that, that, um, uh, came out of me the moment that like, you know, the, the soundtrack coupled with those images of the campus and the snow, this call that uh. personal bias, call it personal bias. But, uh, and, and I'm always saying we judge these movies in a vacuum, but, but it's not just that. It's then the rest of the film with the uh, so, the characterization of these people and following them. And as I said, you, the more you come to understand characters, love is understanding. So you, you fall in yeah. love with this movie. Uh, Killers is a great historical a good recounting movie. Would, yeah. of uh, something that actually happened. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sucks my balls. He's uh, still good. He was Fuck good off. in that movie. He's, uh, I will He's give good. him credit for that. Movie, Everybody but. in that movie. No, I think all the acting in that movie is great. But yeah, but I think uh, a big difference between this and the other movie as far as acting, because I, I, I talked to you about this Oscars a while back. It's like there's movies that comes out when the Oscars come out. And I know you have your thoughts on the Oscars, but I do tend to think that there's always kind of like a different level of acting. So there's like the one level where it's like, I got to be big and I got to, I've got to be explosive or I got to be serious and I got to do this. And then there's a little yeah. more subtle, which is this movie where it's a little more human and a little more believable in like the real world. Yeah. I'm being Leo right now. Being Leo. Right. We're, but, but I think Paul Giamatti's kind of like plays in between that because he can be big and kind of uh, uh, like just over the top, but it's like, it fits with that character where you're just like, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah, I love all that stuff. That's another detention. Yeah. Um, by the way, Silver Joy, that's the song you want to hear um, that you can listen to this Thanksgiving uh, when you're with your parents. Like after you've eaten all your turkey, you can listen to Silver Joy by Damien Gerardo. That's the song that plays in the very beginning of the movie okay. uh, that I really enjoyed. And it's very like peaceful and slow. And it's just sure. like, yeah. let me sleep. The one that the one that puts like, you in the mood sleep. for this movie. That one's great. So Perfect yeah, I, I started listening to the soundtrack uh, before we started doing this podcast just to kind of mm. put my brain back into this movie. And I just want to live. I just said that I told somebody that after I saw this movie, I was like, I want to live in this movie. But as far yeah. as where it goes on the list, I, I agree. I think, I think putting it above Killers of the Flower Moon is not out of the question. I think I think, I think it's easy. Put it there. I think it's I think easily put it there. done. I think we can put it there. I think it's a yeah. number two movie. Again, Killers is great. I liked Killers, but I do think, I will say this. I think there is something to be said about this movie tells a really great story in two hours versus trying to tell it in three hours. And, uh, you know, I, I, they're both great. But yeah. as, as, right, as right now, we've got like, like three movies up here that are three hours. This is a two, I don't know, it's like a two hour movie, two and some change movie, but still great. 
Yeah. And you just fall in love with it. You're just like, I love this. This is great. You will. If you, again, you have to, if you submit yourself to it. Um, and that's where, as we've talked about a million times, going to the movie theater for something like this. And, and again, I had, I had the, for, the good fortune of being with a good audience, you know? Yeah. It just, we all, we all were in on it. And it's just, it's one of those words. Like you don't really want the movie to end. Cause like you said, it, it's like Harry Potter. You're like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to go to school at Hogwarts. I just want to live here. I just, just want to live, live here. Cool. Yeah. I just want to be with Paul Giamatti. I just want to be in class with this kid named Koontz who says all this dirty sh stuff. Like, I just yeah. want to do that. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So it, it, I think it deserves that. It, it's like, it's a smaller scope, of course. And it doesn't have that, uh, Scorsese level of like, um, everything we talk There's about thing, as far as the filmmaking life goes, and all that right you know but there, but like i i will say this like when i sometimes we'll talk about like filmmaking like what a director's choice of like the camera shots or whatever it is because like a very typical tv directing would be get the get the medium shot or just get like the wide shot and then there's two close-ups and then we're out of the scene and that's what a lot of what Killers of the Flower Moon is just because i think scorsese is just like i don't really care we're just getting the story we're just getting the actors um yeah. there is a part of me that will say that this and and not that there aren't scenes that don't do that because there are some other scenes in the movie that when it's important he will kind of switch it up and do a little more bigger stuff this movie still does things that are subtle but are very impressive like and i think they stick out at like a sore thumb in a good way um one being like the scene where you were talking about like we, we follow all the teachers as everyone's eating lunch in the very beginning of the movie. And then we finally fall on, on uh, Paul Hunnam's seat and it's empty. And then we find out, Oh, like he's, he's being told he's going to have to, to be the holdover. And then we also got that shot, the really great shot of like him turning to see the girl going, his, the secretary going to kiss her boyfriend. And then you just see his face while they're kind of like running off in the background. And it just tells it's just beautiful. Like that shot in itself is just great shot. And you yeah. just remember it and it sticks in your head. And like, there's a lot of things like that in this movie that I think like, I want to say, Oh, his movies are all really well written, really well acted, not like super, super directed versus Oppenheimer where it's like, we're playing with the editing. We're playing with the color. We're playing with like what kind of shots we're doing. We're playing with the sound. Like we're playing with all the different it's things. A tour this, this movie doesn't, this movie doesn't do any of that. Yeah. But there are moments, there are slight moments we get that are subtle, but are perfect. And that's, yeah. and I, I do appreciate it. Like, I think that's why I love this movie. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I want to live here. I want to live in this movie. I just want to yeah. live in there. I think it's, uh, I'm going to just read the top 10 because I think it kind of reflects, I mean, the top five even just kind of reflects. Um, I, I, I think as usual, the list is sacred to me. I think it's perfection. Um, yeah. I agree with you that, that, the holdovers is this smaller movie, but it easily trumps all these other bigger movies. But Oppenheimer uh, is it. I just keep, I'll keep using the it same takes term. All the big things. I think it takes, I think Oppenheimer takes all the big things that work in all these bigger movies like guardians or Ninja turtles or mission impossible or John wick mm -hmm. takes all those big things, those big like uh, camera movements and things like that and puts it in the small movie. That is like this. And, movie. and that is about combines them. It's about this there, one man. Great. And like right. uh, like we talked about in that episode, the Promethean myth is it, it couldn't be more perfect. Now, uh, Oppenheimer, what do we have coming up? We have uh, um, Napoleon coming well, we, up. We, we Maybe some. it'll we, knock we, it off, but 
you know, but as we of right Napoleon's now, the next big one we're going to probably yeah, see. As of now, anyway, so like I was saying, top 10, Oppenheimer, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Bo is Afraid, Infinity Pool, Talk to Me, Guardians 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is kind of funny, uh, Mission Impossible, and John Wick. <laughs> that is, uh, that's our top 10 as of now. We're, we're next episode will be 50. And as I keep saying, everything below like a certain level is just like, nobody will remember it. Nobody will remember it. I mean, even, even like recently people have been watching Spider-Man across the spider verse and they're like, oh, I thought it was pretty good. I'm like, let me tell you why it sucks. And then they're like, well, the animation's good. I'm like, yeah, it's not a good I, movie. I, I'm still it's not really on not it. a I'm good not, movie. Still not on board with you there. Sorry. It's just, it's but it's not, a, it's not a good movie. It's messy. All the, a, a lot of these movies are messy. I, it's only messy to me. It's, it's messy because it's a two-parter, but yes, I, I think it's in a good spot as far as our list goes. We were For supposed sure. to watch this week. Hold on. We were supposed to watch at one point. We were going to watch the Marvels instead of watching the holdovers. And I just said, you know what? Let's just, let's just forget about watching the Marvels and watch the holdovers. Yeah. And we were going to watch that last week, but then things kind of fell in place the way we did. We ended up going back and watch Talk to Me, which is, which I thought was a great watch. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to watch Hunger Games this week. Maybe we watch that, but I think the next one we'll probably do is Napoleon, uh, which is the next Ridley Scott movie, which I think has got a lot of buzz on it as well. And it pro yeah. probably might be an Oscar contender. Who knows? Uh, and then coming up in December, there's the Bike Riders, Poor Things, uh, uh, Wonka. Maybe Aquaman Lost Lost Kingdom, maybe Iron Claw, maybe Ferrari, maybe The Color Purple. There's a couple movies towards Christmas where we might just be like, yeah, we watched a bunch of these movies. This is what we thought. So we'll see how we end this list. But we're gearing towards basically we've watched a, a movie a week by this. McCarty, point, which I, I've, I, I've appreciated this. Could you answer this question, sir? I don't have Netflix anymore. I hate Netflix. What? But I will want to watch this movie. I mean, even if you I don't do have it, this. let's just watch the movie, though. I do want to watch the killers. We Cycle should. Man 90. I do think we should watch this because the killer, the killers Adventure. is it sounds like a cool time. Uh, I haven't heard anything Stanley about Kubrick. it. I, Kubrick. No, no, it's the killer. Uh, the killer. Is it based the off killer. the Stanley Kubrick movie? No, but there's a difference between the killers and the killer. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, you're saying the killers being from the Stanley Kubrick. I'm movie. saying you're so emotional that you're you're misspeaking, which is Mis normal. Listen, I'm actually not at this moment. I'm just drunk because I've <laughs> been drinking wine and bourbon. Mm. Not bourbon. What is this? Is this bur yeah, technically this is bourbon. So I've been drinking wine and bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bourbon. I just don't think of it as a bourbon because usually Jim Beam's kind of like lower tier. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I just always think of uh, like again the the thing on my brain all the time is the current Bond episode and I'm I've been editing the balls off of Skyfall and the whole like there's so many times where I mean anybody remembers from the Quantum episode where you just keep as usual mispronouncing things and then I I uh -huh. prof I profess my love to you and then in Skyfall you you you, you can never say Silva. You're constantly saying Sylvia. And then at some point, it's as usual, again, I break down, I break down. I'm just like, I'm like, I love you. But girl, you're so stupid. I love you. <laughs> so, you know, but I, hey, at least I have a big deal. Killer, killer, not a big deal. Not a big deal. I have things to say. Okay. So, yeah. um, no, but I haven't, I, I have seen the, I've seen the poster for that. So I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. But 
Maybe we'll see. That's huh? more we'll important see. than watching the Marvels. That's more. I don't have like I don't care to go back to watch it. I might go see it, but I don't yeah. care to like necessarily be like, yeah, I have to go see it. Like I saw eighty for Brady earlier in the year. We could have ranked that one. We still probably could. We could rank that one twenty twenty three movies for just, the that's next all 10 we years. do. People are going to be like, why like, are you still going over all the 2023 God, movies? Now we're, we're ranking 2023 movies from Russia, and it's like 10 years from now. And we're like, we're right. we're rushing, we're, we're ranking movies from Argentina, we're stuck in a time, 2023 we're stuck in a time Argentinian movie. films. I mean, it, it you could, get, we could only could do 2023 on. for the rest of our lives. Don't and I don't know that, if we'd please. ever make it. I, I have you know? a movie to finish. I have a movie. We have a movie we need to finish that we need to like. Yeah, it's, under, it's my understanding. We're well, that's 2024. It. Who gives a damn about pairs until 2024? We got to finish pairs. We got to finish pairs. Like I'm cracking up because you were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, today's movies, you have to have cell phones. And I'm just thinking about my movie. Like, it's just a lot of cell phones. Oh, every scene that damn <laughs> every cell phone is going cell phone. Yeah. Every scene is cell phone. But that's how it is. That's the difference. So now, that's why a, you make a movie about movie. It's like, oh, remember when there weren't it's phones? Big, yeah, it was great. You didn't have to write that into your script. It's terrible. It's like, it's the, but great. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so we decided to go a different route today for a toast. Yeah. You want to talk about yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, wait. I'm you got to check. I don't know why it did that. There we there go. go. There we go. There uh, we go. I got it. I got it. Paul. Dominic and Divine. That's um, like it rings off. That like Paul Dominic and Divine. Like I, yeah. I want to go to that restaurant. It's like uh, mm -hmm. what what's that? What's I want to go get there's some several, Cherries Jubilee. There's, there's several bands at that time that would have you know like Peter Peter Paul and Mary. This is basically yeah. Peter Paul and Mary, right? Right. Paul Dominic and Divine. Uh, they definitely would have made a record together back in the seventies, but Hell but yeah. yeah uh, it's just, it's like the, the thing that just had McCurdy almost on the verge of tears all night, that feeling, that feeling of just like school's done. Everything shuts down for a few weeks and just like, we just have time to kill. And then you share meals together and you just do things together. And, but, but take that formula and add in this idea of, of like everyone's um, old, no, no, I think here, it's, it's this. But yeah, I like uh, what you said. It's like beautiful. Beautiful. Base, and we're all just like losers. And then they figure out that like, yes, we're all losers, but we're all like, we all kind of come to an understanding with who we are as people. And like, yeah. we're all humans basically. And it's just like, so. Like, okay. Okay. Real quick. Remember you, that, that moment. Gives me the feel. Stop remember that? Remember that, that, that moment when uh, they're dropping, uh, they're dropping Mary off at her sister's house and he just grabs her hand. You know, Paul just yeah. grabs her hand just to be yep. like, bye. And she's like, oh, gross. He's like, yeah, I know I have clammy hands because I have tricky carta, but about but itis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, sweaty. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, when um, Angus thinks he's going to be kicked out of school and she sits next to him and she just grabs his hand. And it's not it's not. And that's in my opener. I'm like, it's not the movie isn't crazy dramatic the movie is just real and that's why right. we fall in love with them we fall in love with the story and it all comes down to these three these three people are you know they're not perfect they're you know one's 
extremely overweight, but very like fair and just nice. The other one is stinky and he's got a weird eye and he's kind of an asshole, but it's this one. He has a reason for it. He's got a really good motivation to be an asshole. And then this kid who just has this unfortunate situation with his family and, and it's just beauty. All their powers combined. It's I love it. Anybody who hasn't seen it, you should. It's it's just a it's a beautiful movie, and as McCurdy keeps saying, you just want to live in their world. Just want to live uh, in this movie. But we do live in their world because they they are. It's not idealized. It's not Pandora. It's not it's not people watching Pandora movies and killing themselves because they can't live in the perfect world. They just right. re- reflect the the life such as it is, where things are unfair. And the hierarchy gets undermined by nepotism and your children die and your, your father gets, goes crazy and lives in an insane asylum. Everything is, um, reflects reality, but it, but, but like I said before, all their pots break, their life pots break, but they all make this beautiful mosaic together over the uh, two week vacation. And we're right there with them to just appreciate uh, uh, that life before everybody comes back. And they're like, so what'd you do over break? Oh, nothing. What'd you do over break? But meanwhile, these three people just grow closer together. And it doesn't mean anything. No, like I said, nothing changes beginning to end, except that these three people understand a, each other a little bit better. And that is beautiful. So anyway, to uh, Paul, Dominic, and uh, Divine. Love it. Cheers, cheers, sir. Go ahead and cry now, McCurdy. I'm going to turn the cameras off. I'm oh, okay. All, All right, right. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm.